Good morning, everyone. Welcome to First Take. Thank you for being with us. That's Stephen A. Smith. I'm Molly Karam. Brian Windhorst, great to see you, sir. Stephen A., I like the blue. Wendy, do you age? Like, what's the deal? That is true. That I is mean, true. I he swear, look, like, you he get younger looking. He like he just looking. graduated from high school. What's well, up? you know, I'm in, I'm in L.A., got Liv doing my makeup this morning. We're, you know, it, it helps to have, you know, to be in studio. Liv hooked it up. I got it. <laughs> Fresh haircut, ready to go. Good I lighting. I hear you. All right, let's get into it. Uh, LeBron certainly shining last night, outscoring the Clippers in the fourth quarter to lead the Lakers to a 21-point comeback win. James finished with 34 points Thursday, including 19 in the fourth quarter to lead the Lakers to that comeback in their final regular season meeting sharing Crypto.com Arena. James now 40 points shy of 40,000 points for his career. LeBron, what's on your mind? You feel like everything that you put up is is, is going in, and you know, but the you know, for me, I just kept it, kept it consistent. I wasn't taking illy shots. Um, you know, it was just a zone that you just can't really describe it. You know, during it, you don't you don't feel anything. You just, just have a superpower. I feel. He uh, had to take the the cape tucked on his seat on the bench. I guess <laughs> it was time for him to whip it out, and uh, he he definitely did that. Put the cape on. I don't think that's ever happened. You know, in my career, since I've been coaching, um, to lose a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. But Braun got hot. You know, we talked about before the game, can't turn the ball over against his team because it's, it's deadly. All right, so the Lakers trailed by 21 points 15 seconds into the fourth quarter. Their comeback win is the largest fourth-quarter comeback by any LeBron James team in his NBA career. Stephen A. We step up to the podium, sir. Um, do you owe LeBron an apology? What? <sighs> yeah, I do. Wendy, I, 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 I don't do this often with you. You know what I'm saying? I really, I really, really don't. <laughs> but I owe LeBron James an apology. I, I just do. I, I just do. And before I go into detail as to why that is, I would just like to play sound for me the other day sure. when I was in Los Angeles with that damn Mr. Shea Shea himself, Shannon Shot and go oh, I'm just watching. He's boarding a plane right now, so he can't watch it. He'll watch it when he He's gets watching. on a plane, but damn it, I I, 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 I I owe LeBron James an apology because look at what I said the other day to Shannon Sharp. We own the Clippers. We run LA. Are you ready for this? Clippers gonna bust their ass tomorrow night. You know you what? I'm just, saying, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. Tomorrow night, I'm not talking about that later on. They might because the Lakers already beat them. But tomorrow night, Clippers gonna get at them. It's true. I said it. Now, in my defense, <laughs> I thought Paul George would be playing. Paul George not being out there, I mean, had something to do. But on this particular morning. LeBron James was sensational, man. I, I mean, to watch him, Wendy, in that fourth quarter, to watch, to watch him drilling those threes, to know he's in his 21st season, he's 39 years of age. You know I'm MJ all day, every day. I mean, but to see this brother do what he did last night, and the, the Clippers certainly helped, turning over the damn ball, James Harden, turn over, I mean, everybody, l- listen. At, there's no Kawhi Leonard. I mean, where was he? I mean, he's supposed to be the kryptonite to the greatness and the Superman tendencies of LeBron James, and that certainly was not the case last night. But it didn't matter who you put in front of LeBron. When it counted most, 
he was absolutely spectacular. I think he assist, scored or assisted on 11 of the Lakers' 13 baskets in the final period, outscored the Clippers by himself 19-16 to in the fourth quarter. Of course, we know they overcame a 21-point deficit um, and eight points per game on 52% shooting in the fourth quarter this season. Only Giannis is better. And this is his 21st year at age 39 years of age. I ain't going to go far. You know how I feel about MJ. You know how I feel about that era compared to this era, et cetera, et cetera. But there is no getting around the greatness of LeBron James. On this particular morning, I have to stand down and I have to say on national television, because even though I was talking about the Lakers, I wasn't talking about him. His greatness was so sublime, so spectacular. I have to sit up there and pay homage and give major, major props to the one and only LeBron James. I apologize for being. Talk about the Lakers going to get their ass kicked. I apologize, LeBron James. I apologize because, Lord have mercy, he was something special last night. He was. Uh, Stephen A., I could close my eyes and see, instead of there being D'Angelo Russell or Torian Prince out there, I could see... Sasha Pavlovich, J.R. Smith, Shane Battier, Iman Shumpert, Danielle Marshall. He's been doing this type of thing. Now, this was an extreme example. He's been doing this type of thing literally for decades, literally for decades. He could have had this game of 2005, 2009, 2013, 2018. He had those games. In fact, you mentioned that he outscored the Clippers by himself in the fourth quarter. It's the 16th time in his career he's outscored the opposition in the fourth quarter. 16th time. In the last 25 years, only one closer to that, only one closer is Kobe, who did it seven times. And there's been a whole bunch of other games where he's led fourth quarter comebacks like this, where he didn't outscore the opposition, but came pretty close to it. This is a classic LeBron James hot three-point shooting game. Spread, pick, and roll. This is what... Literally a dozen coaches now have done when they are in trouble in the fourth quarter with LeBron. They run spread, pick, and roll, move out the shooters, and just pray that he gets hot. He attacks the teams in the pick and roll, and that's what happened here. He is having the best three-point shooting season of his career, which is amazing at age 39. He's up over 41% now, so it is a little bit more of a risky thing for the opposition to do. But this is an indication of why the Lakers are still dangerous. They are, they are, you know, a, an old dog. Ten and you three. better leave them alone because, you know, the Western Conference is going to be so matchup dependent. I, Good luck, everybody, who wants to get their brackets together when the Western Conference comes out and makes your picks because it's going to depend on the matchups. The Lakers last year got favorable matchups, Stephen A., when Memphis, they got the Warriors and they got, uh, and they got Golden, they got Golden State and they got Memphis, two teams that couldn't handle their, their size. They are three and one against the Clippers this year. Now, I, I, I still think there was a, it was a little bit of a flukish nature to last night because LeBron got hot. But it's flukish in that LeBron does this several times a year. Um, they're two and one against the Thunder. The Thunder have problems with size. If the Lakers can get into the playoffs, there is a series of events well, of matchups where they could be dangerous. I got to tell you this: they're ten and three with D'Angelo Russell. Huyachimura and Austin Reeves in the lineup with LeBron and AD. They're 10-3 this season when that happens, obviously because they've had some health issues throughout the season. I still think, collectively speaking, they're not reliable shooting the ball from the perimeter. But when LeBron gets going like that, it's, it's something special to behold. D'Angelo Russell making that big-time three from the left wing uh, to really help seal the deal, that definitely matters. 
Hui Achimura hitting a, sh uh, 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 a three from the right corner. The reason why I'm suspect on the Lakers is because I don't trust their ab ability to shoot the basketball. But if they can shoot the basketball, they can beat anybody, as far as I'm concerned, outside of Denver. I really, really believe that. Not, that's not to say they will. Minnesota's young. Oklahoma City's young. We got to wonder about Dallas. They've been spectacular with Luka and Kyrie, but in the same breath, even though we love Lively and we love the fact, and we like the fact that they got Gaffey, the bottom line is, is their size going to be a factor? Can you rely on those big boys to produce for you? Sacramento, I don't know what the hell has happened to them. They've been up and down. You beat the Clippers, but you show up in Sacramento and get smoked by the heat. Don't know what's going on there. There's a plethora of things that are happening in the, press con in the, in the Western Conference that gives you cause to pause and make you say, the Lakers can repeat what they did in the postseason last year despite trepidation about their ability to shoot because of their size, because of the greatness of LeBron James, and because of the fact that other dudes can step in and make a contribution when you least expect it. We get what they can do. Whether they will do it or not remains to be seen. But what's undeniable is that at 39 years of age, in his 21st season, the man is still great. There is no way around it. And I just had, I looked at him last night. I like, I cannot believe this. And the Clippers, don't get me wrong, the Clippers are another matter because I was shocked at how they fell apart, how they crumbled, how they couldn't take care of the basketball, how they were turnover prone. But having said all of that, I think it's a different animal if Paul George is on the court. And I will say this, Lakers beat him three out of four times this year. This is the first time the Lakers have won the season series since 2011-2012 right. season. That's so right. major props to them. But I will say this, this kid, Norman Powell, let me say this to America right here. Go back and watch how the Pistons used to utilize Vinny the Microwave Johnson during the postseason, you know, during, you know, when, during the bad boy era. Wendy, that's how I view Powell. He's the microwave. This brother, it's, it, I'm telling y'all right now, we mentioned Kawhi, we mentioned Harden, Paul George, obviously even Russell Westbrook and the great job he's done for them coming off the bench, especially this season. Really proud of what we've seen from Russell Westbrook. We're not mentioning Norman Powell enough. Last night was an aberration. They fell apart in the fourth quarter, couldn't get anything going as the Lakers were making their run and were turning the ball over. But this brother is a shot maker. My new nickname for him, he is the modern-day microwave. He's the microwave. That brother... Norman Powell, ladies and gentlemen, we got to start giving him some love because that brother is instant offense, instant offense. And I just want to say that. Yeah, so sort of good news, bad news for the Lakers. The, the good news, as you say, they have been 10-3 and three with this lineup, and that's a terrific win last night. But they are still three games out of the eighth seed. Yeah, three games seed. back in the loss column yep. of the eighth seed. They only moved out of 10th by getting that win last night. Um, and so, you know, they still have a, a lot of work to do just to get into the playoffs because obviously if you're the ninth, you still got to win two play-in games to get into the playoffs. So that's, that's one thing. The positive news for them, guys, is that you look at their schedule, it's kind of crazy. They are not out of California for a month. They, starting this with this game yesterday, they play 11 out of 12 games in Los Angeles, and the one road game is in Sacramento. Now, there are tough games in there. They got Denver on Saturday. They got Oklahoma City next week. They got Minnesota coming after that. They got Milwaukee, a couple games with Milwaukee coming up. That is, it's not going to be easy, but they do get this stretch at home. And after that, their finishing stretch is doable. 
So and I feel like we were having this conversation with them in early January before the trade deadline, if they can take advantage of a home stretch. But they do have to make up some ground. I, I, it's, it's, it's a big ask if you, if you don't have home court in the play-in, which is possible, mm-hmm. and you have to win your way two games in there. It's just a big ask. But well, there is a pathway, Stephen A. Let's keep in mind, going on the road, we can't worry about that when it comes to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They will show Anthony Davis. Let's give him props this year. He showed up. I'd, I'd call him uh, Six Flags. He was a roller coaster. That has not been the case with him this year. Last night he didn't do much because he didn't have to because he recognized what the hell LeBron James was doing and so the kind of role that he was on. But let me tell you something. Anthony Davis has been a superstar in the league this year. LeBron James is who he is. These other guys, look at them. Eight and three in February. Offensive rating third for the month. Points in the paint, ranked second in the NBA, field of percentage shooting, third in the NBA. Turnovers per game, 11.2, second fewest in the NBA in the month of February. And obviously in this month, LeBron is averaging 26.6, AD at 24.4, Russell at 20. All average 20 points per game in the month of February. Look, man, if this kind of stuff continues, it's eerily reminiscent of last season. That's all I'm saying. All right, let me ask you this. Do you feel like last night's collapse is a reason to be concerned for the Clippers? Yes. I do, only from the standpoint of their inability to protect the basketball, being turnover prone, and not having an answer for the onslaught that the Lakers threw at them. These are the kind of things that cost you championships. These are the kind of things, Wendy, you know this, they actually happen in the postseason. You know, teams are going to make their runs. We get all of that. But you got a 21-point lead on the Lakers, and I know they were making shots. But what's your excuse for turning the ball over one play after another after another and looking so incredibly sloppy? That's a different animal altogether. If it's a tight spot but you Mm -hmm. just can't stop somebody because they're making shots, then we get all of that. We understand that and and we accept it for what it is. That's not what this was about with the Los Angeles Clippers. It was about an inability for you to protect the basketball and be cohesive. In the past, we looked at them, Wendy, and what did we say? Well, they don't really have a point guard. Well, that's not the case now. They do. And still, you fell apart. And that is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about LeBron James making his shot. That's a different animal. That can happen against any defense. But what's your excuse to have a 21-point lead and literally you can't hold on to the basketball? It was one turnover after another after another. They looked sloppy. They looked shook. And to have that in your last in your last home game in that arena against the Lakers squad that had already beaten you twice this year, I find very, very alarming. Again, I don't believe that would have happened if Paul George was on the basketball court with the rest of the crew because I think that he, along with Powell, would have found a way to stop the bleeding. But it did alarm me that Kawhi Leonard was nowhere to be found in terms of providing an answer. That worried me, and I said, wait a minute, something is wrong with this picture right here. That's exactly the point that I took away from this. I, the reason I'm so optimistic about the Clippers this year is because of how great Kawhi has been. He has been vintage Kawhi for most of this year. He was nowhere to be found when it came playmaking time last night. And there was one game in February, but that's a big factor. And by the way, we're talking about like threes LeBron made. LeBron was busting it on, on the defensive end last night, too, yes, including guarding Kawhi on the last possession. I don't know what he's going to have left in the tank for the Wizards tonight. I kind of think they probably Well, you don't need anything off. in the tank for the Wizards. But I he, understand. Could throw, he could throw me he's and you out there to re- beat the Wizards. they got to get ready I mean, for Saturday I mean, night. Please. You guys got the Nuggets on ABC. That's right. the big one. There we go. Yeah. Courtside, by the way. Courtside. Mm-hmm. We'll be courtside. We won't even be in the studio. We'll be on the court. 
Oh, for NBA countdown. Oh, so you're trying to say that it counts? Yes. When the Nuggets face the Lakers? No, it counts because I'm in the building. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't suffer. I don't suffer. So you're scrub. going back to LA. I'm not. I'm not going to watch somebody that, that plays like me. I need. I need people that are better. You know what I'm saying? I, that's why I'm going to that game. You're going back to LA. Well, yes, I am. Get you a bi-coastal, big time. Something like that. All right, let's stay in the West, guys. pay for it. Luka Doncic had 30 points, 16 assists, 11 rebounds on his 25th birthday, becoming the first player in league history to record a 30-point triple-double on his B-Day. So happy birthday, Luka. Wishing you all the best. SA, how deep do you think this Mavs team can go in the playoffs? You, I don't think you were here that day, but Tim Legler was super high on them. I think they got a chance. Um, I'm not going to say it's definitive, of course. Um, I got to see the others produce. But I believe in Luka Doncic, and I believe in Kyrie Irving. And, and, and listen, you know, we, we know how critical I've been of Kyrie Irving in the past because of off-court stuff. Certainly nothing on the court, because on the court, I think he's spectacular. But this brother has been doing it. Um, you know, with Luka averaging over 34 and damn near triple-double, Wendy, We've been talking about Luka as we should, and there is no doubt about that. But I would like to remind the world that that this season, I mean, you got Kyrie averaging about 27. I mean, it ain't like Luka be averaging, dropping 40-plus and Kyrie's averaging, you know, throwing up 8 or 10 points. I mean, this brother is on the, sh- on the floor putting on a show on a continuous basis. And if Kyrie and Luka continue to play like that and feed off of one another offensively, as we expected them to, then who's to say you can rule out anything? Because I got news for you. Tim Hardaway Jr. is no scrub. Derek Lively, <laughs> Derek Lively can play. You know what I'm saying? I like what I see from him. And, you know, Josh Green and others, you see some of the pieces. I'm impressed with it. Dallas got a chance. And, of course, they got, they're got exceptionally well coached by Jason Kidd. I would say you put a highlighter on them on the, on the standings because they may be the most intriguing team to watch between now and the end of the regular season. Last night, Kyrie, Luka's always going to get the headlines. Last night, Luka, Kyrie had 25 points for his seventh consecutive game. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10, and one of the losses was the 60-footer Max Struess threw in two That's nights right. ago in Cleveland. Okay, This team is rolling, and as you said, Luka, I think you just moved past that, and I don't know if people picked up what you said. He's basically averaging a 35-point triple-double in the last 10 games. 35-point triple-double is basically what he's at. Like, that's something to pay attention to. Yeah, he's just, yeah. He, listen, Luca, Luca's special, no doubt about it. We've seen it, but Kyrie, wow. And in celebration of Black History Month, here's our trivia question for today. Who is the first black woman to be named CEO of an NBA team? Find out that after this quick break. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles 
miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. And here's the answer to today's Black History Month trivia. Sent Marshall was the first black woman to be named CEO of an NBA team. That was back in 2018 by the Dallas Mavericks. To the gridiron we go. And look, oh, look who is just glowing from Naptown. There's our girl, Kimberly A. Martin. Great to see you. And, of course, Dan Orlovsky. This was a nice surprise for me that I got you guys back in. Thank you. I didn't know. It's always nice when you, like, lead us into stuff because you have positive things to say. Thank you. No, I was excited. I didn't know if I'd get to see you guys this soon post-Super Bowl. You know what? I've been been at my house working out, and the two things that have stood out as I've watched the show every day is – the Easter Bunny? I mean, I know Easter's in March, but what's up with all the colors? I do what I do. And the second I thing is... I do what is, I do, and I'm glad I wore this because I, I was going to wear an identical blue suit to what you wear. And for me, be on the set with the same suit as you would have been appalling. You look like... Uh, I look good. You uh, look Carrie from Dumb and Dumber. I look good. From Dumb and Dumber, really? Okay. And then oh okay. the gosh, two lists Daniel. that I have seen come on this show this week right. have been absolute. Which ones? Right. His maybe might play good near the no, end of the season. Potential. It's a potential. And Mad Dog's right. sports list was awful. I had to do the potential because I had to get mm. Julius Randle on the list for my Knicks. You, I had to do that. We're, we're off season. We're, we were given off season vibes you on the show. We need to step our game up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> right. You can tell right. the NFL but, season but, ended. But, but somebody. That comes on here with a jacked up thumb because you don't even know how to cut food for your daughter. Doesn't need to be talking about anybody. The worst thing is. Just sit back and relax and just talk football and stop trying to extend, you know, your your repertoire. You don't have it in you. You don't have it in you. And you're going to mess up. The Navy looks nice. All right. I got a couple quick takes. Let's get into it real quick. Kimberly, this first one's for you. Top wide receiver prospect Marvin Harrison Jr. has reportedly decided to opt out of participating in combine drills. Kimberly, what do you make of that decision? Honestly, Molly, I'm not surprised by it, and I'm not mad at it. Basically, Marvin Harrison Jr. is saying, I'm him. 
put on the tape. You'll see what I do. And in fact, Molly, I spoke to a GM this week who said, I would expect more players over the next few years to decide actually to not do go through the drills. They're going to come here for the interviews and do the medicals. So I don't think teams are surprised by that. And honestly, the tape is the tape. The tape don't lie, girl. Yeah. You know what it is for me? All joking aside, very, very serious about this. I love the fact that he did this for an entirely different reason. I'm appalled that guys have to do so much after they've performed on the collegiate level. We live in a world where, excuse me, there's enough tape, there's enough technology, there's enough scouts watching, et cetera, et cetera. To have to subject yourself to even more scrutiny I, I love the fact that a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. is saying, look at the tape. You saw me perform. Make your decision. I, I believe that's what NFL executives should have to do. I hate the existence of the scouting, of, of the NFL combine. I really do. I always have. I never looked at it like that. Like, if you're a top five pick, he's, I mean, at worst, he's going to be a top five pick at worst. So I, I never look like if you're a lock, thinking of it in that regard. I, there's a lot of people, Stephen A., who believe and Kimberly knows this, that the combine should be strictly medical. Like everyone should go there, just medical, just interviews. and That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not talking about getting rid of it. It's totally eradicated. Sure. I understand that part, making sure that you're healthy. Yeah. You know, but there's enough tape, there's enough evaluators or whatever, especially with top talent, particularly right. those on national television. Now, you play in Division two, you play something else and they don't see you, that's different. But those that are high profile, there's enough tape. They should not have to be subjected to it. They really yeah. shouldn't. Yeah. Right. I got a quick take for you, sticking in with the combine. Which prospect do you think is going to stand out? Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. I mean, so we're talking about a quarterback that over the last two years at Washington threw for 77 touchdowns and 19 picks, almost 10,000 yards. So, and we all watched him take Washington on that incredible journey this year. I think two things. He's got a medical history, so you're either going to get a really good standout or a really bad standout because of some of the injury, you know, with his past and how teams are going to handle it. But everybody that says that they have watched him throw in person goes, oh my gosh, when you see it in person, it is like a absolute lightning rod out of his shoulder. I think he's got the opportunity in front of a lot of people to just put on a showing exhibition when it comes to the ability to throw the ball. Well, first of all, it's supposed to be a quick take. That wasn't quick. Secondly, let me say this real quick. I didn't see that against Michigan. Now, I'm not questioning anything that you said. I know the brother can play. He's big time. I'm rooting for the brother. But I didn't see it against Michigan. Yeah. National Championship on the line. That did give me cause to pull. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling here, guys. USC quarterback Caleb Williams, viewed as a likely number one overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft, said he'd be thrilled to be selected by the Chicago Bears, doing his best to clear up rumblings. To the contrary, Williams is set to meet with eight different teams at the Combine. Meanwhile, here's Bears GM Ryan Poles on fields. I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Uh, all right. First, well, first, let's start with that. What do, what do you make of what polls had to say right there? BS. Total BS. And I'm not, I'm not saying this about... Ryan Poles directly, 
you know, nobody thinks about when you think about African-Americans being at the head coaching position or in an executive position. I'm very happy for him. I wish him nothing but the best. But that's BS because it's the NFL. And we know you ain't thinking about him. You're thinking about the organization. Now, you don't want to screw him over. Please don't get me wrong. You're not going about the business of trying to, you know, put him in a miserable position. But you're not having any regard from him at the expense of the organization. It's about the organization. That's your job. If there is one thing that is a guaranteed lie in America, in American sports, it's an NFL executive telling you we're really, really thinking about you <laughs> as opposed to the team. No, it does not work that way. They will do what is best for the Chicago Bears, and if it is at the expense of Justin Fields, I'll give you a call, I'll give you a courtesy call. I'll say I'm sorry. You know, I mean, we got then I'll treat. You know, I'll say wish you and your family nothing but the best. But you're going to go where we need you to go that serves our best interests. That's the bottom line. Anything else is BS. I mean, and if we want, if we want a digital airwaves instead of here, I'd, I'd say it, the word in full, the two words. Let's move on. I missed being with you. I missed just I know you being do. with you. I, I miss you. I miss just being with you when you talk. <laughs> I give you a call. <laughs> you call. <laughs> That's a call. Yeah. I just miss you. you know what I'm saying treat you to dinner the whole bit. I, I can vouch for that. That's right. That's right. You do that, but he, he, they don't give a damn about no Justin Fields. I just wish I could talk like him. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Bears should draft a quarterback. It should be Jaden Daniels, not Caleb Williams. And this is not a knock on Caleb Williams. This is a plus or a laud on Jaden Daniels. Um, if you watch all of these young men play. They all have a lot of positives. Jaden Daniels does three things that I think are the three most important or three of the most important things at quarterback play right now with the NFL. Number one, he's got the best ball placement versus man coverage. I don't really care that you got all these stats and, and jacked up numbers versus easy throws or whatnot. Tight man coverage when you throw the football, where is it? Placing the ball away from defenders. Number two, when you make explosive plays downfield throwing the football, what does it actually look like? You know, so often these coaches are so good in college football, you'll get guys wide open and your box score says three touchdowns for 70-plus yards. You didn't do anything. So he's got the best throws when it comes to that. And third, Stephen A., Kimberly Molly, I call it pocket peace. We, you, you, pocket movement, pocket presence, you, you gotta, he's peaceful in the pocket. We see some quarterbacks that are dynamic and explosive. He's peaceful. And I think when I watch his game, no quarterback in this class can go game for game with him against the likes of how he performed versus Florida, how he performed versus Alabama. Go watch his late game play versus Missouri, mm -hmm. who's going to have really good defensive players drafting this year's NFL right. draft. I, I, for, for me, when I watch the young man throw, it looks like C.J. Stroud throwing the football. And I know the weight of those words. It looks like C.J. You throwing damn right the there's weight to those words because it's recorded and it will be recalled and remembered and, and, and re-aired. <laughs> but go ahead. All right. Okay, so let me jump in finally here. So it doesn't matter whether it's Caleb, whether it's it's Drake May, whether it's Jaden. Here's the situation. Ryan Poles' job is on the line. Let's be clear. 
because this is a career-defining decision that he has to make for himself in this organization. Stephen A., in fairness to Mr. Poles, I spoke to him here at the Combine. He is saying what he has to say. That you can oh, love Justin Fields, the player, but also understand that, as Poles told me, it, there's a business side to this. It's about mm -hmm. what I do today, tomorrow, and down the road. And this is a road they will travel. They will draft a quarterback today in the draft. But this is an organization that has not shown that it can take a quarterback with a high pick and develop him. So whoever it is, Dan, if, it, if it's, if it's Jaden, if it's Caleb, these guys, like this is an organization that f kept the head coach but fired the entire offensive staff, essentially. What is the message there? And we're spending a lot of time talking about these prospects. We need to be talking about Justin Fields. This could be the best thing for Justin Fields, a guy that I think has so much more room to grow but has shown that he can handle the weight of an organization, being given a very difficult situation to be in and still thriving the best that he can. So wherever he goes next, that we need to be talking more about the upside for, for Justin Fields okay. in his next stop because the Bears have to show that they can develop a quarterback finally. Oh, okay. I, I get where you're coming from. Refresh my memory, Kimberly. Who was the person that preceded uh, Ryan Pulse? What's his name again? Ryan Pace. Ryan, Ryan Pace. Pace, right? Ryan Pace, right? Yeah. Um, yes. That's who Pulse needs to be thinking about. You see, you need to be thinking about the person that passed up on Patrick Mahomes that passed up on Deshaun Watson in the same draft, moved up to the number two slot and passed up on both of them to, bet, to draft Mitchell Jabitsky. That is the number one reason. Mm. That's why uh, uh, did I got the name wrong? No, you're right. Uh, the name the name is no, right. No, no, right? no, 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 no. You got the names right, but right. Ryan Poles doesn't have to think about Ryan Pace. Ryan Poles has to think about how Ryan Poles had the number one pick last well, year, well, well, where CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, and they decided to go back. They decided to get more picks to build around the quarterback, who they now are in a position to move on from. He doesn't have to worry about going. Pace. But that's Poles where I was has going. About Poles. That, that, that's where I was going. No, no, no. Okay. I'm saying this for a reason. You could have did it last year, but you built assets. Okay, so you can't do that again mm -hmm. by keeping a guy, yeah. you know, in, in, in Justin Fields, whose market value is like six years, $283 million. You ain't trying to pay him that, okay? You got about $82.4 million in cap space. Here's what I'm saying to y'all. You cannot be an organization whose best quarterback was Jim McMahon from 1985, when we are the Bears, the shuffling crew. Remember all that? You understand what I'm saying? You cannot be an organization with that backdrop who's passed up on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, but now I'm going to keep Justin Fields instead of selecting Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels. You can't do it. I don't think you anybody have, is suggesting keep Justin Fields. No, no, no. Now. But there are people that have been, you know, I'm saying on this show for weeks, before, before yesterday or today, there have been an abundance of people that have been coming on the air with the question of, do you keep Justin Fields? I'm saying you cannot. I you you. you cannot. Not to Chicago. It's not to throw any shade on Justin Fields, who I believe. Sure, I hope Pittsburgh get him personally, or, you know, or Atlanta. But the point that I'm making is you can't be that organization and pass up on yet another quarterback when you consider they did it yeah. last year and they did it years ago with Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and you're an organization and the, the best quarterback you've had in franchise history is Jim McMahon. Yeah, okay. That cannot happen. I, I completely agree with you. And I, I don't 
Like, the past is the past. The NFL, we know. Not is the like, Chicago. Yes, but Ryan Poles can't sit there and go, well, oh, my gosh, this place passed on Deshaun. I kind of agree with Kimberly in respect of, you know, last year, Ryan Poles. And, and I think a lot of people agreed with it. Right. Now, many people thought C.J. was going to be a good player. C.J. looks like you can win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. with them type of guy. Right. I think the, yeah. the interesting, like, element of this is it will matter who they pick. At number right. one. Like it, I know but, but, you say, Kim, like Kimberly, it doesn't matter what guy because but, they have to develop him. Right. One, this is the best situation one of those quarterbacks is going to walk into in Chicago in a while. Like Mitchell Trubisky didn't walk into a great situation. Justin Fields walked into a really bad one when it comes to support around him. This is by far the best support and, like, like hey, can we carry a young quarterback this is by far the yeah, best but, it is. But you're ignoring what, what you wouldn't know. I, I forgive you. You wouldn't know. Kimberly would know this. Yeah, the media can run you out of town. The, the fan base can run you out of town. Sure. You cannot. You can, you're saying you can't think about that. He has to think about all of that because there's no, a fan. No, Stephen A., this is black and white. He's either going to pick the right cat or is he but not? He's gonna, yeah, but the right, I'm saying you cannot pass. Like, Jaden Daniels, if, if everybody's bloviating about Jaden Daniels or Caleb Williams and you pick one of them, okay, that's fine. I'm saying you can't pass up on both to keep Justin Fields. I agree. You cannot do yes, that. Yes. Not in Chicago. No, I agree. Not in Chicago. I agree. You and can't but, do it. But that my you point is, it. I agree. I, we, we agree with that. Like right. They have to go take a guy. I would take Jaden. I think it's the best situation for the Chicago Bears that they've had in a while to take a young player because they still have the ninth pick. I think they'll add another wide receiver, him, D.J. Moore, Cole Komet. Their offensive line's better. That defense played really well last year. So I think a young player can go in there and play well. My point is this. You, you can't, like, j- move on from Justin Fields and take the wrong guy. Like, you, you, you better get this one right, Ryan Poles. Yeah, but if both of them are considered big time. But how often does that actually happen? I'm just saying. All right. Kimberly? But th- but so this is the see the discussion here where Dan you're talking about oh they got to take Daniels like that's the guy we are going to go through a couple more months of this and ev- some teams will talk themselves out of the right pick within yep. buildings because I talk to people from owners to GMs to to scouts within their own buildings people will have differing opinions so it is pivotal for Ryan Poles, it doesn't, it doesn't matter about the past of Ryan Pace. It is the past of Ryan Poles and having the same pick last year and now having to make the right pick for this franchise and also for his career. I think it's Jaden Daniels. Coming in I think hot. If you, if you watch tape, Jaden Daniels is the best thrower of the football. Mm. Yeah. Listen, Caleb Williams, people changed their mind on him as the season went on. People I feel like very good talent. Yeah, but player. people weren't as, as hot on him towards the end of the yeah. season as they were the beginning. Yeah, the, the Jaden Daniels kid can, can absolutely flat out play. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It requires finesse and ability to skate and all those things. Don't laugh. Curling. I don't even know what that is. Mad Dog. You lost me with curling. You just lost me. I mean, the list is straight trash because of curling. Mm, Okay, Dan. We had a lot of issues with this list. I heard you've got some issues. Talk me through them. I want to go to number one when he says baseball. If you were watching, Mad Dog said baseball. Let me tell you the hardest thing to do is hit a baseball, and then he said, I hit 365 in high school. Mad Dog, if you hit 365 in high school, it can't be that stinking hard because I've watched you do things athletically. I've heard the rumors about you missing putts on a golf course on a consistent basis. Tennis. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. You going on, and, you going on Mad Dog? And like look that? it, look it, look it. This is when he made – remember when he called – you guys let him – I'm just joking. Uh, you guys, he punked me with my throwing. I gave him three opportunities to throw a ball from like. So that's what this is. This is you've personal. been waiting. You've been this waiting. This is my JJ Reddick doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. Do you know how bad oh you, you, like, we can't take what's the hardest to do from somebody who can't throw a ball from here to there, multiple opportunities accurately. So baseball being one is, I, and I think baseball is very difficult. I would have baseball. I, I have it. heard hitting. Uh, a curveball or a 99-mile-per-hour fastball. I, I oh, have no. heard that there's not much harder than that. I have heard that. Skill. Like, that's okay. a unique skill to be able to do. But, but there's some baseball players that have that very unique skill that make okay. really long careers. Okay. Golf being number two. I know, I know thousands of people who are scratch golfers. They could play. I, know, I, I don't know that many people who can go hoop. How many people I, I just think throw. you're nitpicking because it's personal. Curling is where you need to. Curling's play. a joke. Now it makes no sense. Curling's a joke. 
No, but what do you mean? Golf and tennis is the second and third hardest sport no, in the world? No, I disagree with him, but I'm just saying, but curling was the extreme. Quarterback curling. is the hardest position in any sport to play, it, by far. There's reasons why that Patrick Holmes is the superstar that he is, and people will pay him whatever amount of money that he wants. Baseball, basketball is the second hardest sport to play just because you have to have size, speed, athleticism, strength, no matter the position, outside of maybe one person, and that's What that's about easy. boxing or MMA? Boxing and MMA, like the what about you just gotta be tough. What about hockey? Hockey's online. Yeah. Hockey, hockey, hockey with skate. I mean, but football is the hardest sport to play. Basketball, because you have to have physical. Like there's a physical element. Baseball. Um, Altuve is the best baseball player in the league, or one of them. He doesn't have a like a necessarily a physical dominant talent outside of that skill of hitting a ball. I don't think it's hard to hit a baseball. Oh, I think it's incredibly difficult. Yeah, but it's, uh, hitting a baseball is not harder than. Standing in a pocket where the 270-pound person running four foot six wants to go and take your soul, how about and you have knocked to throw a ball 25 about, yards downfield to a win. A win how, how, how about getting played? knocked upside your head or hitting the ribs or or getting kicked or okay. getting? Yeah, I mean, but if you're right, big, right, you right, can right, absorb right. that. Dan and I grew up in the same state. I can do a test that he was an all-star athlete. Like everyone knew about no. him in high school. Yes, you were. Don't but like. Yes, you were. People knew you were fantastic. They talked about it. you were in all the newspapers, whatever. You were a top athlete in the state. Let me ask you this. You've played a lot of different sports, yeah. right? Just playing around, messing around. You've got three sons, triplets. What sports do you think that you've played are the most difficult? Oh, by far, quarterback is the most. No, most, outside of that. Of um, course, we know you played quarterback. Basketball. I think basketball, basketball? is the hardest. Yes. Now, How? I go hoop Why? at the YMCA, Stephen A., and I shoot better than I saw. You taking a shot here recently. Really? One shot, really? Just saying. They go, they're not going to play saying. the 10 I made. I'm all right, saying. all right, go ahead. I think basketball. Come on I think, now. I think they're going to troll every chance they like, get. But it feels like a lot of people could play basketball, not at an NBA level, but I mean just like messing around and playing. People aren't just going to like pick up a hockey stick and get on the ice. Oh, hockey, yeah. No, no, forget the skates. Yeah, yeah. but like. Or baseball. You can't just like pick up and just Yeah, but like a, a lot of people can go throw. Again, this is all relative, but like. A lot of basketball, you have to be in great condition. You have to be able to run. You have to be able to move laterally. Beyond, you have to have great hand I'm eye. beyond this subject. She said something. I'm sorry. I have, to, I have to deflect. Here we go. I had no idea. You have triplets. You know I have triplets. Yeah, no, triplet I know boys. you have three sons. I didn't know you had triplets. Triplet 12 real triplet boys. Hunter, Madden, and Noah. Yeah. No wonder you're the way you are. Yeah. Super sperm. It makes perfect sense now. You just say super sperm? Um, uh, uh, oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Uh, we can move on from that, but Whoa. I'm just saying, I never, Whoa. Now you know why, I, yes. That's why I am cost efficient. You're just, wow. And then he, I knew you and had then three he, kids. Then, I didn't know. And then he has triples. a daughter, a little girl. And I have girl. a daughter. Then, well, yeah. She's no, my no. eight-year-old. I we mean, took her to the UConn basketball game. Shout out to Coach Oriama. Paige Beckers was did, great did, for did, Coach did, Daly. did, did. Did you pay for anything? Did you at least go to the concession stand and buy her some cotton no, candy they, or no, a hot or something? Did no, you, we did went you to go pay? get free dinner, too. Where'd you get dinner? At Gamble. They had like a, at Gamble Pavilion, they had like a little setup for some people, and so I had some food there. We had a great night. Paige was amazing. And, no, and, my daughter. and you that know the nice. sad part about you? I saw the videos you. on your Knowing you, you media. probably knew exactly where to go for the free stuff before you arrived. You planned on it, didn't you? Free parking. It was great. Can I say something real quick about yeah. – uh, and don't take this the wrong way, America. That's the first women's basketball game I've ever been to. They can flat out play. Yeah, I was can. shocked oh, they can play. how 
physical. Oh, oh, you just realized that but UConn the, women's basketball we could play. But the physicalness, like the physicality, they were taking, they were beating. I love me some. You're having a tough segment right now. She's my favorite. I love me some Caitlin Clark. She's my favorite. But I gotta go see Juju at USC. You gotta, I gotta go, see that. Yeah, Paige Beckers had 30 that. last night. Well, she's special too. Is that the knee injury? That's what happened. 30. She's special. Yeah. She's special. You want to drop any other gems, or you want to just get out of here safely? 